you, there, it, there's no half measures when you're dealing with this stuff. You have to stamp it out. You have to finish the job. The important thing is we got the bad ones. Like we got, okay. There were like three bad ones, right? We got the bad ones. Ready the Armada. Kenobi. I'm not a monster. Welcome to the podcast where we deep dive into the movie news of the week featuring reviews and analysis for the more socially conscious moviegoer. Join us as we share our honest, in-depth, and hilarious perspective on today's biggest movies, comics, and pop culture. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling? It is a great day to be with y'all. Uh, I am Doug Wagner, a.k.a. for this episode, uh, Dionysus, uh, which for your my Greek god friends what? is the one who likes wine. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, that's what you got. Are you? Is this your way of announcing you're lush, or what is this? <laughs> oh, Marcus, people who listen know that already. There's no, no, they don't that. know that. <laughs> no, you're creating no, narratives. Okay, I'm, that's what I'm doing. No, it's just I was looking. You know, here's the thing: there are gods and goddesses that sure. get all the love in movies. Sure, like sure. Zeus, Ares, Athena. They get all like the love yeah. when it comes to this. But where is the love for like? Hermes or where's my love yeah. for uh Dionysus like they're just yeah. not there so I had to yeah. show some love to one of the lesser known gods in this particular episode so okay. I support it whatever you want you lesser yeah lesser god awareness I mean lesser I like god it. I like it it's lesser god awareness month um <laughs> Um, given the conversation we had right before this, it yeah, feels right. inappropriate. Um, it's, also, it's also like the is the does that does the lesser god go for the half demi demigods? Like not the full yeah. half demigods, but like the half yeah. of a half of a half. Yep, basically. You gotta like make a name for yourself, but and you can't yeah. start at like the Herculeses <laughs> and like the Wonder Woman. Like yeah. you gotta like you gotta start small with like your dad uh-huh. was like Hades twice removed or whatever. Yeah. Great, we're starting with you. Yeah. We'll start with you. Yep, that's exactly how this works. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Uh, if you couldn't tell, we're going to talk Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Yes. There's a lot of Greek mythology woven throughout this. Spoiler alert, if you have not seen it already, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk a little uh, Mandalorian. We're three three episodes into uh, yes. the Mandalorian, so we're going to talk about that. Um, and then we have a fun little game to play before we get into all of it. But in order to really get into this, I need to make sure everybody's thoroughly welcomed and introed and brought into this space. So I'm going to kick it on over to Brian Roush, a.k.a. Lucy Lou's Dragon. Brian, that's me. How you feeling? I, I'm feeling great. I'm really hyped to be here because I'm going to be honest with y'all. When we all decided, like, we're going to watch we're going to go watch Shazam for the podcast. I was like, all right. And all, and all three of us were kind of like, OK, like none of us were like super jazzed. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know what to we go. I, I, I enjoyed myself and I'll talk about it more, but. Um, I like got I got lunch because I didn't expect anyone to be in the theater and I legit walked into the theater and it's like three quarters full. So I if I doubt anyone's listening, but my apologies to the people that were next to me as I ate, I ate like my, my 
my burrito uh from amc my my dinner there uh because i was not expecting that it was a sunday afternoon show so feeling great had a great meal from amc it was just phenomenal uh but yeah so that that family got that experience wait a minute the burrito came from amc like okay burrito (laughs) look the burrito may have had chipotle origins but i did purchase food (laughs) at amc to balance it out Look, I yeah, look, I, I just I, I that is the situation I was in. Um, so yeah, it was a Chipotle burrito, but I didn't want to bother anybody because those those can be pretty they, they can really get in your nose. Yeah. Um, so well didn't want to bother Brian, anyone with that. Brian, they are the perfect like sneaking in food. They're I, round, I mean, they're soft, they give a little. They can fit in somewhere really in case easy. You get oh, I mean, you get your hoodie pocket and then you put a coat on mm. over it. I'm oh, not saying you yeah. should do this, but I'm saying if you're in a situation. The OJ Simpson answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I didn't do it. But if you were going to do it, this is how you do it. The, the, like, all I'm saying is that it's a great situation to be in if that's something you needed to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I had a delicious burrito was, during Shazam. It was great. Was we're, not, we're not even five minutes in and we've prepared a burrito <laughs> to OJ Simpson. And I just think that that's kind of crazy. That's like on brand for us, though. It's yeah, very, less very than five brand. minutes. Yeah. yeah. But that's anyway, true. I'm feeling great because that was that was me watching Shazam. And that that was that was phenomenal. It was good. Do it was you think that moment. that burrito enhanced the movie for you? It's, I think it did a little bit. <laughs> I think it did a little bit. Like, uh, the only other time I've done this was for Morbius, and I was like, I gotta soften this a little bit. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, okay. But that like, it sense. enhanced Shazam for me. But like, just just the beginning. Maybe I had some like, you know, Chipotle spicy eyed glasses on mm-hmm. for the beginning of the movie. But towards the end, I know it was totally me. But yeah, 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 yeah I was yeah. like, you know, I, I, the 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 flavors I got the the, ch- the chicken chicken burrito something in. When we saw Morbius, because I, I, I snuck in liquor into my viewing of that movie. I probably should have done that. I didn't sneak anything in. That's um, and that of, of the. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't. Marcus the anything. Paragon. <laughs> I didn't Just, sneak anything in. We don't look doing? at Marcus. You know, support your I local theaters. Yeah, now, local I thought theater. Brian got a burrito from AMC, and I didn't want to hear a damn thing about Look, the hot dog. I oh, the last it, time I, I knew it was from Chipotle. <laughs> if he had bought that from AMC, he and I would have had words <laughs> because coming. he basically was committing himself Look, to getting yeah. food poisoning. I was, yeah. I was keeping yeah. it open and broad, and I wasn't gonna, you know, I wasn't gonna like totally put it out there. But I'm also, sure. I'm not gonna be dishonest about it. it like AMC, if you served Chipotle burritos, I would buy one there. So I'm just saying, the whole like, theater would smell like damn salsa and pickled onions just salsa and like tortillas as would you like would you like carnitas on your popcorn (laughs) uh i'm trying uh brian Brian, i'm trying uh we gotta kick it on down to a marcus j desson ak shadam uh how you feel man i'm feeling good you know what i mean i'm here it was a busy Monday. It was good though. It was it was actually good. It was yeah, after spring break. The Monday spring after spring break. break. Yes. So, um, took a couple of days off last week. Now we here live and in living color as per usual. 
That's the way to do it. Yeah, that's the way so. to do it. Well, good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Uh, Nothing glad. exciting happened to me. We just went and saw Shazam. Like that was it. That's, that's all we did. That's about <laughs> it. There's yeah. nothing wrong and with that. That sounds blind, like a good week. Whole ass blinded ourselves on the way out of that movie. Oh my god! <laughs> By yeah, the we, way, we went to go see that movie what? at one o'clock. It was a one o'clock showing. It was. Oh. Me and Doug watched the whole movie. The movie's about what two hours long? Two hours? Yeah. Some change, maybe. Yeah. We walk out of the theater, and you would have thought we were vampires. The way that we were just like. <laughs> We literally hissed and was like, <laughs> and just almost went back inside. I have we no were idea this what close happened. To walking back inside, it was the brightest it has ever been. Do a double feature crazy. at that point. Yeah, I got it. I mean, I'm gonna have to just to get my vision back. Good lord. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Here. Well, good. Uh, doing well. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to be alive. Uh, which is a weird way to start this sentence. Wow. Um, hey, it's a good day. I I started. I got. I got strep throat, which is a lot of fun. Don't know how I did that. Uh, I am on my antibiotics. Uh, <laughs> so I feel much better. Like I'm back at 100%. Um, but I also wanted to celebrate a moment because I had this thing on Wednesday. Where I was like, I should probably check to make sure this is strep throat and I should not okay. avoid the doctor's office. And so I went to the doctor and they're like, oh, sir, do you have strep throat? <laughs> and so it was kind of like a very validating experience of like, Okay. Yep. Because usually in our yep. family, I'm the like, oh, someone's sick. Well, there's there's a whole building of people who could fix it. Like they like this Got is it. like it's over there. Yep. Like we could just take yep. them there. And Brittany's like, you don't you don't need to go. Like you're just you're fine. They're fine. And then she'll <laughs> be like, what do you want them to do? I'm like, I don't know. There's got to be medicine that they can mm-hmm. give. This time she was like, no, you should go see if it's strep throat. Like if you really think that it is. Oh. And I went. And I was right, and it worked out just fine. So, yeah. But all in all. Your throat ain't no joke. You need to stop all that damn kissing you doing. That's the problem. Yeah. I, what? Stop all that damn. What? All the kissing. All the kissing, yes. Yeah. You know, nothing. To to allude back to last week's episode, nothing gets me more excited than slapping some strange beef. All right, all right. We could have avoided this. We could have, but we didn't. And I'm gonna continue to bring. Don't say we. I didn't bring. I didn't. I didn't even bring that energy. I mean, okay. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, right. I see what kind of of episode this is gonna be. This is gonna be great. (laughs) I'm I'm very excited about it. Early. It was a royal we. All three of us. I'm glad you've got this dialed in, gentlemen. We are gonna take a little bit of an aside yes too much smooching roman myers in the patreon much. right now said uh, we, uh before we take things aside or Please. whatever Doug said i actually forgot i don't know um make sure you <laughs> make sure you follow us on all of our socials at films in black and white um some of us are watching live on facebook you can also watch yes. us on, on youtube live uh, films of black and white or on twitter films in b underscore w or on tiktok where we're probably the most active which is uh yeah until it gets banned so follow us on tiktok until <laughs> yeah. they ban it yeah uh because For the government now. loves telling us what to do all right woo telling us what to do yeah absolutely we are here until it goes away uh <laughs> and then we'll be on instagram so enjoy that um but gentlemen <laughs> This week, instead of doing Catch That Quotable, is a lovely time and a lovely segment we like to call Ask Us Anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And our question this week is, given the success of The Last of Us, Mm. what is a movie, what is a video game franchise that you think would do well 
mm-hmm. as either a TV series or its own full-length feature film? Great question. Great question. I love um, this. Who's starting? Because I need some time to think a little That's bit. That's okay. I I, uh, I I can start us off. I've I've thought a lot about this. Uh, it's I, I don't know if it's like... I, I, this has already been announced, but it's something I always thought about. So mm-hmm. there's uh, a, a game series called Mass Effect, which is essentially a sci-fi mm, action yeah. RPG. And essentially, if you are not versed in the gamer language, what that means is that it's basically an action adventure movie where you get to move the person and they go pew, pew, pew. And uh, you get to like basically mess with their stats, give them more strength, more perception. And there's an entire system of like conversations and stuff like that. And consequential, consequential decisions. Like one of the decisions is like literally to like, should we kill this planet or not? Uh, Which is stuff like I really get into. Do you want to sleep with an alien? Absolutely. Yes. There's also romance options. Uh, And so ever since this game has come out, I was like, this would make like the, the perfect, like, like 10 episode type sci-fi, like types of seasons of like TV show, like these 10 episode seasons where we're just following this group of, you know, ragtag people trying to save the galaxy. Um, And I think the stories there, I mean, it's a huge, it is like, it is space, like space opera uh so it big really shock coming from the star wars fan but i think what it does well is it blends a lot of these like sci-fi elements that can be really groan inducing and it gives it this like i'm gonna say the star trek treatment of just like hey like oh why don't yeah be thoughtful about what's happening here and how it can reflect on our own life and like how do we bring all these different types of people together in the face of annihilation like how yeah. do we do that with all these different types of people so um i think mass effect is primed for it i'm pretty sure amazon i'll I'll confirm this but i'm pretty sure amazon already has it in development i don't think they've confirmed anything but i think they have the rights so that's that's like one of the first things i go to when whenever uh, i'm talking about this that's that's fantastic a great game that's a great game it really is is a really good game so um kind of I don't know if we want to do this right there, but Roman Meyer said Gears of War. So oh, when I think of yeah. uh, Mass Effect, I also think of Gears of War too, as well. Kind of. Oh nice yeah, um, yeah. Vibe and energy. Great, great choice, Brian. Great choice. Oh shucks. <clears throat> um, I think for me, I'm stuck between two, but I think I'm gonna go with the latter. But I'm gonna name both. One is the obvious choice that I feel like they should have done years ago, What's and that? that is the Force Unleashed. I, I really mm. feel like they missed. Okay. A yeah. moment now, the Force Unleashed, Brian. You could give a better synopsis than I can, but um, you have this, yeah, Brian. Can you give the synopsis of the Force? I can get, yeah, I can give you a quick yeah, rundown. Yeah, the Force please. Unleashed essentially basically presents the idea that during the original trilogy, there's this other Force user that is trained by Darth Vader, and basically it's like God of War, but it's it, it's Star Wars, and, and this guy's name is Star Killer, and he just he wrecks everything. Everything. So he goes on an adventure. It's yeah. it's a great, he's a two lightsaber wielding, has this complete yeah. journey of like redemption. And like yes. there's, in the second one, he's like, he's a clone. And like, there's a whole yes. storyline. I really like um, The Force Unleashed. Now, I would either do that one or there's this really, really old game 
on Xbox 360 called Time Shift. And I don't know if a lot of people played Time Shift. I played that. Did you play yeah, Time Shift? I played that. Did you play that I today? loved Time Shift. I did Shift. not play Time Shift. I, lo- I want to read the quick plot, and this is from Wikipedia. Yeah. So there are scientists from the future, um, and they work on these like a viable time machine. Um, the project results in the creation of two devices, the Alpha Suit, which is a prototype jumpsuit, and a Beta Suit, which is more advanced. Um, and it's like military grade and has all these type of different things that you can do. Um, basically, the director of the project takes the alpha suit and he goes into the past. Yep. And then once there, he alters the timeline, placing himself as the ruler of the magistrate that controls this um, dystopic type of world. And then the protagonist, who is also a fellow scientist, um, he takes the beta suit and follows Dr. Chrome back to the year 1939 to create um, an alternate timeline to place um, called the Alpha District. I think that that has so much potential and oh my can God. be done. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why it's not. So I will go, and I had to think deep on that. That's back when I actually used to be a big video gamer, like have the stack of video games. Time yep. Shift was always a good game. It was hard as hell to play. Oh my I gosh. Stuck. I don't think yeah. I ever finished it actually, but it, it was a slog. It was, I remember, yeah. I think it, it, it was Xbox 360 and mm-hmm. I got it from GameStop. I used, I remember. And I yep. like, I spent a whole weekend and I was like, this is like, testing me so yeah. like you're not off base man at i don't all. i don't think i ever finished it and it's a very dark and gritty type game but i think it would yeah. be good to do as a i would do it as a series because it can it can drag a little bit and give yeah. me like eight episodes yeah yeah i dig it uh i have i have i have two that i mm, think would be good tell me so the first is with Super Mario Brothers, like being like a fully animated, like dream, like fully animated, imagine like the whole the whole nine. I think you could do Spyro the Dragon in that format, and oh. it would be just as good. Not 100%. what I was thinking. Not I did not think that you were. Going I am that surprised route, you like said Spyro. Yeah, I do like yeah. that. I don't think any. I don't think people would expect it, but I think there would be enough people who played it when they were younger that yeah. it would it would work. That it would work yes. just fine. Um. Yes. The other one that I would love to see is it's a little bit of a deep dive. It's an Xbox 360 game that I played, and it's an RPG called Jade Empire. Oh, and it was, yeah, I love oh, it. I like All, it. it was, yeah, it was like a martial arts like RPG, and it was awesome. Like, and it was I yep. remember it being challenging. It was the same group that it was Bioware, so it was the same group that did like Mass Effect. So yep. it feels a little like cheating because it's another RPG by Bioware, but it would be good. I also think Dragon Age would be arguably yeah. really good, you know, given this way. I think that Spyro has to be a movie because I don't think you could do that enough without it being obnoxious. I agree. And, and I think you could do Jade Empire as a series if you wanted to. I mean, Bioware is known for their storytelling. Like, 100%. Up and down, they are they are very good. In my opinion, I think they're some of the best video game storytellers um obviously naughty naughty dog who did last of us Mm -hmm. has shown us they are they they are they might have the crown we're not sure but the argument to be made uh but yeah bioware is up there in terms of video game stories um and there's just one more i want to mention as an honorable mention uh i don't know if a lot of people played it but it's called crimson skies for the xbox 360 and it presents you a world where like cars people were like cars they suck you know what's better airplanes and basically it takes place in an alternative history of like the 1940s and everybody just gets around in planes like that's it and like there's an entire 
I mean, big shock. The big starfighter guy like loves the airplane game, but there's a lot of zeppelins and air combat, and there's a there's a heist. And a, anyway, uh, great game. If you haven't checked it out, I'm pretty sure it's on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, and if it's not, my bad. But yeah. anyway, great game. I do remember that game. Can I can I say um, one more game, please? Mm-hmm. Also, I ca- and I want to I want to go back to what um, Roman Myers put something in the chat, and me and Doug kind of talked about this after Shazam. One more game that I would do, I feel like the game Portal. Um, oh. I don't know why they never did yes. a Portal movie. And I thought I heard rumors of a series or something that was yeah. supposed to happen. But Portal was a good game. Now, if you're playing it, yeah. it's a little, it's a little, you know what I mean? You got to have some patience playing it. But yes, it is I a do. fun concept. Um, I don't know how you would adapt it, but I think that would be good. Now, the route that I thought Doug was going to take when he said uh, when he was talking about Mario Brothers was kind of the route I was going that Roman Myers took was Super Smash Bros. And okay. I feel like with a Sonic world that already exists and yeah. Sonic is already kind of True. animated with um, the Mario Brothers and Donkey Kong and they're basically introducing this whole entire world, you could do a Smash Brothers game or yeah. some type of Olympics or comp- competing game where they meet and run into each other's world and yeah. that would sell like crazy. I think oh that gosh. would be nuts. Like that's like target demographic heaven because it's uh, like you got your old people, you got your middle aged people, you got your young people, you got men, you got like so it's much. everybody. It's so much. I think that would be so good. Yeah, you guys. What if that? I mean, I want to hold on a minute. Do you okay. understand that Super Smash Brothers is the like it's the it's the Mario equivalent of Battle World? Like you understand <laughs> that like it's not far Great off. Point. To Great say point. that's Ninten- a really good point. Nintendo could that's literally true. be like, hey, we're gonna do a Samus movie. Yep. Like, hey, we're gonna do we're gonna do a Metroid movie. Oh, 100 percent Again would oh, also be awesome. God. So so yeah, like a ready Metroid player one type of vibe. Well. You're hey, we're gonna do a uh we're gonna do a Zelda movie. We're gonna do a Zelda movie. And then the last like little like tidbit is that like this little hand like brings them all into world <laughs> and makes them battle each other. Be that would actually be good. You'd have that an all-star. You have an all-star cast. We've already seen Ready Player One, which has prepped our yeah. eyes to kind of see yeah. all of these different things together, and also yeah. in a weird way, fucking Space Jam Two, which is also prepped to see like also a true. crossover yeah. of yeah. all of these different uh, characters and all these yeah. different universes and stuff. You could do it. You could. I, you I do want to. I do want to quickly confirm what Marcus said. Like Marcus, you're not making it up. Like they, WB says they have the rights, and JJ Abrams is like involved with it. This is from oh, they, IGN and like from May of 2021. So like you're. Oh, you're they not, are. Oh no. No, you're shit. right. Like I want to like reinforce what you're saying. Like you're right. Like they have it. They're working on it. It's okay, been eight years sense. though, so it wow. sounds like it's in development hell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, y'all remember the? This is random. Y'all remember the show Fringe? Oh, yeah. yeah. The show. The, I just want. I just remember that. That was the first time. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I've ever noticed director styles. So like, oh sure. When I watched <laughs> sure. uh, when I watched Star Trek, and I yeah. know that seems so random, and that's no, it was cool. great. That's right okay. up my alley, right? Um, when I watch Star Trek and you see the flashes, the flares, and all that other stuff like that, right. and you watch. Fringe, I think, which had the kind of the mm-hmm. same shooting style. And it was the first yep. show I remember that looked like a movie on TV. And I was yeah. like, damn, that's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. My neighbors are... Hey, they're getting, getting after it. Uh, whatever that means. Um, Slapping beef. Uh, the other thing that they could do that would work is the fact that I no one brought up Crash Bandicoot. 
I when you brought up Spyro, I was like, oh, Crash. Crash Bandicoot would already would arguably be the better like Sony platformer yeah. property to do. hundred percent. Yes, so. Yeah, that'd be much better. I think it's Sly Cooper. No, that's that's too much. That's, that's a deep dive. I don't disagree, but I that's mean, a deep dive. That would be a good it, Sly Cooper would be a good like kids show. Xbox yeah. 360 really went on a run. Because oh. I, I just Googled Xbox 360 yeah. games. And I had an Xbox 360. I was yep, only so Xbox, did I. never on the PlayStation. Um, that shit is kind of incredible when I'm going back and looking at their run of games mm-hmm. of like Years of War, Portal, yep. Halo, um, Oblivion, Bat- the Batman oh. Arkham series game, Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. like, they was really running shit. That's kind yeah, of crazy. Really no, three, 360 is, I mean, like the run of games that you see that they do, I mean, it is, it, it's, un- I, I don't know. PS3 had some good games. Uh-huh. You can say they have good quality games, but the amount of like, oh yeah, that's a good game. Like, and you just go down that list. The bangers. Yeah. It's yeah. phenomenal. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, we need to get into uh, season three, episodes one through three of The Mandalorian. Oh. So oh, yeah. for you all who are listening or watching, if you have not seen episodes one through three of The Mandalorian, put a pin in it, come back later, uh, and we will, uh, we'll, we won't, we don't want to spoil it for you. But gentlemen, thoughts on the first three episodes of The Mandalorian? I want to comment on the third episode. Brian? Okay. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> Go ahead, Marcus. Yeah, Brian. No, 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 no. I want you to kick us off with an overall review. I got my comments on the third episode. All right. I I mean, overall, I'm enjoying myself. Uh, For listeners of the podcast, you're probably not going to be too surprised here. But I think the thing that's important is like the thing I'm enjoying is that I don't know where this season is going. I thought Mm. I knew where this season was going. I definitely thought like the quick outline was going to be that. Mando's gonna like he's gotta go find the the waters of Mandalore and he's got like that's the whole season it's gonna finish with him oh and, yeah like, I thought the, that the, was not gonna be resolved as quickly as it was and like Same. I'm sitting there with Maggie during the second episode and I'm like they're gonna they're gonna be done with this in two episodes mm-hmm. what is the rest of the season about and I like that feeling like I I'm I'm enjoying the idea that we're gonna we're gonna really try to move a lot of Din's story forward and what that looks like. Uh, I really thought Bo-Katan was going to be like the main antagonist and she was going to like try to stop him from doing it or like trying to mm-hmm. do something. And after the second episode, the cave episode, that was not the case at all. She was, she was legit trying to help him authentically trying mm-hmm. to help him and helped him complete his goal. And then not only that saved him after <laughs> After his like just wonky self just fell into like a, a lake pit. Did he I, I fall just, or was he pulled down? Uh, so I thought he was pulled down. I and also then I just, thought he was I, pulled down. I, I watch it again and it like it, they make it seem he's just like I'm walking. Prunk, I mm-hmm. fell. Like I, I think I he just, said he slipped. Like he, yeah. I think he said he slipped, but I could see it where it's like no the well the, the mythosaur mythosaur yeah. came yeah. down and pulled him down. Also, can we talk about that name, like of a creature? Like, all right, hold on. What do we need? We need something (laughs) that's like a mythical beast. Mm. Okay. Look, my -hmm. son's really into dinosaurs. Maybe we could do that. Hold on a minute. Look here. Myth. Myth a sore. Fuck. (laughs) Print it. We don't even (laughs) give a shit. You got it. Write it down. Yeah, that's gold, baby. You struck. Gold. George Lucas was licking his damn chops. Talk about we did it, <laughs> yeah. y'all. Yeah. 
Yeah, we gonna be slapping beef till the cows come home. All right, now you just said slapping beef three times in the last slapping the mythosaur, high fiving his buddies like yeah. This is not the sequel to slapping beef, sir. This is is a completely different podcast. Um, I want to agree. I want to agree with Brian. I have no idea where this Mm -hmm. season is going. I, I didn't. I did really like episodes um one and two. Yeah, I like one and two because I kind of knew what was happening. Like, and I thought the same thing. I thought it was gonna take all seasons to get to the yeah. waters. He'll get redeemed, and then all of a sudden he's back, and it's like season four, full Mando. And right. Mm-hmm. It just didn't do that. <laughs> but I do right. like the growth of Grogu and kind of like how he's speaking and he's kind of saying yep. this is the way. And he is he knows the force, he knows his dad. He's teaching yep. Den is teaching him the ways of being yep. a Mandalorian, and that's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, I love that dynamic of just having like the kid is who's who's teaching who, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is Mando mm-hmm. teaching he him? He rescued Grogu, like, me, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, my friend Casey Poland <laughs> shared this thought of just like Grogu has like a rescue human. He's just trying to take care of Din, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, this is a cute rescue human. He keeps getting into trouble, but I'm just trying to keep him safe." So. Yeah. I, and I do appreciate that Grogu was like, oh, no, I, I, I'm going to go to mom. Like, you're in trouble. I'm going to go tell mom. <laughs> and then here's Bo-Katan just, like, wrecking everything. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, season, uh, episode three. Yes. Of course, I loved everything Starfighters about, the, the mm. like, the opening of this episode. I don't think I, like, my mouth was agape the whole time. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was I rad as hell. Uh, and then, yeah, it was, and then after that, it was like, anyway, back on Coruscant, and you're like, excuse me? What? Like, <laughs> it was so I, random. Well, because it was like, because Mando's like, right, like after the Depression Castle explodes, he's like, oh, I know somewhere we can go that's safe. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess they're going to go to Coruscant. And then it's like, all right, nope. y'all remember this doctor? <laughs> hey, you remember the guy who's doing scientific hey. experiments? It's he's giving guy. a TED Talk. Let's tune yeah. into that. And you're yeah. like, they I, let I, him speak. What? Like, <laughs> of yeah. him apologizing. And that's where episode three, hold on, I want pause let's go back okay den has not been in full mandalorian mode for me because he keeps getting into shit right and like he gets caught in a cage one episode he almost drowns and then then what was the last thing that happened it was something else that almost happened that they had to save him again they had to drag his ass back to the ship and i was like what's happening here <laughs> like i don't i don't know what's going on i know he's struggling oh but i, I, don't I mean know. I mean, he was, they were going to, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that they were going to shoot him down. Like they were going to shoot the plane down. Yeah. He's like, oh no, it's fine. And she's like, I don't think it's fine. Like, <laughs> and Bo, Bo is just coming in and, and yep. Brian won't give himself enough credit, but Brian started a trend on TikTok. Oh, stop. Yeah. It was the funniest TikTok that was like, Bo accidentally. It's the meme of it's, Pedro Pascal eating a damn sandwich, and it's Bo accidentally joins a cult. And I, I just mean, thought that shit was hilarious. I, yeah. Look, I think it's it's weird and it's funny, and like it could mean like some really serious ramifications. And actually, like I I do need uh-huh. to call it out. Like Maggie, as we're watching this, she's like she hasn't taken her helmet off, and I'm like that Maggie, that doesn't mean anything episode ends with her act like is, is she in a, an extremist religious organization or not we don't know uh but yeah bo yeah. katan she's 
got some decisions to make. Her like she's having a crisis of faith. She just mm-hmm. saw a mythosaur. <laughs> she has no friends, no family. She has no castle. Uh, and then there's like this group of people that are like, "Hey, you can join us. We never take off our helmet." Brian, but I need you. You can understand. leave whenever you want. Which is I like need you not unsettling at all. How uncomfortable that moment made me after <laughs> the after the forge woman the forge right lady, the, armorer. the armorer says this is the way and they just start fucking touching the, the two way. of them oh, they're yeah. like no yeah. this is this is the way like, yeah. yeah hey welcome this is the way yeah like, do you know what that, do you know what that reminded me of it, it reminds remind, me of black church it right? reminded me of any church when but, they welcome you they say we have some visitors in the building y'all we want to <laughs> welcome our guests when we come in and they play the music you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome and everybody comes and they come touch you and they and say welcome mean, to church welcome and to church. meanwhile doug is going like are all these people gonna touch me <laughs> bo katan goes I don't to need black it. church i don't need i don't need the episode <laughs> should have been called <laughs> you're welcome bo you're welcome bo Jesus. If and she starts like instead yeah. of like this is the way they're all just saying amen amen <laughs> if they start if they amen. start if she starts speaking in tongues in that next that episode would be, i might yo, need to take if a break she want to start speaking in tongues when she saw that mythosaur could you imagine <laughs> this is what i was thinking about that made it so funny imagine an atheist right right imagine an atheist okay, got one. going and is like i don't believe in nothing i'm i'm here right yes. i don't believe in anything and then you go and you get soaked in the lake minnetonka like with prince and that you was, see yep Real Some place. type of deity under the water for the first time with your own, and nobody else is there to witness what you saw. You witnessed this shit for yourself, and then you got to go and you kind of like got to contemplate life for the rest of the adventure. All yep. because you started hanging out with this random stranger <laughs> who refuses to take his helmet off and has a yep. distinct set of rules. Yep. You, a weaker person, would be like, okay. So I guess I'm a Mandalorian. So I'm a, I guess I'm an extremist now. Like yeah. that's the way this would work. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and I love I love that character decision for her not to say anything. I love how she's just struggling with it so much, and she's like, "Hey, did you did you see the the god thing that our cultures talked about for hundreds of years?" Mm-hmm. Like she didn't even mention it. She's like, "You see anything?" And he's like, "No." And she's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna pretend that didn't happen." Moving on, right through her helmet. Right. They didn't show a single that eye. that didn't happen, or is she gonna use that to her advantage later? Oh man, I I feel like <laughs> from a lot of the stuff that I've seen, I think that this this. If Bo goes full villain heel, like just gives into yeah. all of her worst impulses. I'm very afraid that she's going to try to weaponize these. The the watch is what they're called. Like, I, would agree I, I feel with like that. she's going to try to use them for her own purposes. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that if it does happen. Um, but yeah, that's a distinct also, possibility. Her last family abandoned her. So now she's got a new family. I have a question. Yeah. Before we get into the Imperial stuff. Okay. And it's going to come off as a silly. I want to prep you all. It's going to come off as a silly question. We don't but do silly things here, Doug. Fuck. Fuck off, very Brian. serious. It's like, here. here's my question: <laughs> Are they not allowed to make more Mandalorians? Like, is there a rule that they're like Bo Katan and Din just can't like repopulate the world with more Mandalorians? Like, is there I a mean, sex? Is there a sex rule with well, the Mandalorians? Look, I mean, Star Wars is pretty chaste, but no, I mean, like you, right. like there's a whole. 
it depends on what what religious sect you're a part of. If you're a part of the watch, obviously you gotta like earn your armor and get get in you're the not waters. gonna take it off. Um it's well, all I mean, helmet. You just go all, scan all your everything from <laughs> everything, everything just from the neck down is bare skin. It's gonna sound like helmet. you putting like pots and pans away yeah, after yeah, yeah. dinner. You're just, like, you're just it's... two big ass spaghetti pot pans together while you get your do you do. <laughs> Okay, because that's my question. It's like, like, oh man, there are no Mandalorians left. There's a part of me that's like, I feel like, I, I, I'm like looking around the room, going like, I feel like biology can fix this. <laughs> like, well, I feel like so much of like the Mandalorian <laughs> culture is obsessed with like being worthy, mm. and like, so you could you could have a yeah. mom and dad, or you, you could have parents. Maybe that's a better word. You could have parents that are Mandalorians, but like they'd be like, "No, you're not Mandalorian until you get in the water and put your helmet on." Like, right? Like, yeah, it's that yeah, type that of would, thing. That yeah, that they. I would. I mean, a Mandalorian would definitely be the one in a relationship that's like, "Are you happy? Am I making you happy?" It's me, right? Like, I'm making you happy, right? Like, they would be just fucking obnoxious to no end. Um, who was yeah, the this guy? I was hating on them at the beginning who's the big guy that was hating on them he he was like they landed on plan he was like what the hell y'all doing here i believe that's paz vizsla who is a descendant of a character in the clone wars who tried to uh he was part of a terrorist group that tried to overthrow democratically elected government of mandalore and indirectly set off a chain of events that like killed bo katan's sister Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I get it. Okay, all right, yeah. Like, he, Vizsla, Vizsla is, like, a well-known name in Mandalore, part of royalty, and is, like, seen as one of the influences of, like, influencing Bo to, like, make all of these bad decisions. That's, like, the really short story. Okay, okay. okay. Question, answer. Um, I do want to say that... I as much of like the offshoot of the scientist felt like random and out of place. Sure. I think I enjoyed that probably the most out of episode three. And the reason why is to be honest with you, Brian has to take most of this credit because he's the one who turned me on to reading all of the like new Republic Nazi hunter esque books. Oh, the aftermath books of the aftermath. I'm so glad you like those. And Brian, this is the part of aftermath that they don't ever really tell you about. Like you kind of get a little tease off with like when you get to alphabet squadron, you get a little bit of it, but not a lot of it. And so this was very much like a, no, this is what happened to some of them. Yeah. And I really kind of appreciate getting a glimpse into how does the new Republic strategize around bringing in because you can't write off the imperial like no. that's too many people a part of that system to say like right. fuck them like they're dead or we're, we're just gonna out mm. outcast them the the universe is too big for that to be the case so i really liked the the way that they explained that more it was really neat yeah oh go ahead marcus well i was gonna say i don't know if this is the right thing to say and anybody can correct me in podcast world or here on this podcast <laughs> but it, the 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 correlation I was thinking, if I'm thinking through history, there was the camp that they put everybody into, right? Mm-hmm. To separate, you know, during sure Pearl Harbor. Is that right? Yeah, there were the, the Japanese camps. Like yeah, the internment camps. That was the thing that I thought about the most here. Yes. Um, That's fair, Brian. 
That and it was kind of like throwing me. Oh no, that's okay. Um, <laughs> I don't. I had some type very, of smart ass reply, but I, I just did not. Well, it's very similar. I had one we, too. We, we I had, had one too, Marcus. I was yeah. about to say it's because I don't see color. So ah, you go right. There it is. All gray. <laughs> <laughs> all gray. There it is. I knew not one of us couldn't resist. Somebody was gonna we, let this. It was shit gonna out. be myself. So. But that was the thing that I thought about the most during the episode. Was like, damn, this is yep. really like the like internment camp you know it kind of made me mm-hmm. uncomfortable because i felt bad for the imperialists because i'm like dog uh-huh. this mm-hmm. is kind of fucked up for us to be the good guys like i thought i was the good guy like i'm with yeah. the new republic yeah. i'm with the the force like yeah. this is crazy and, and i i and i feel like a lot of <clears throat> i feel like a lot of people missed like yeah you're supposed to like feel uncomfortable i completely read that that sequence the same way you did marcus because uh, I, I mean, they have to wear their badges. Yep. They have to wear their special markings and their special mm-hmm. uniforms. They're they can only do jobs that the New Republic says they can do, which, yep. I, I mean, what what do you think's going to happen? And they only can live in places the New Republic says it's okay. And that is not, uh, for me, what I thought the Rebel Alliance was fighting for and how you deal with Imperials is, is a super important question. And it yep. echoes like Nuremberg and like Operation uh, Paperclip. 100%. Um, and there's not an easy way to do it. Like, I don't think the show is trying to present like, yeah, this is the way and we're moving on. This is the um, way. but like, Amen. yeah, like if you're this big galactic war, you're trying to show that you're the better people, but you, you absolutely would have folks that are like, Hey, so, uh, these were the, the, the folks that built a, a space station that, that killed my planet. So what are we going to do about these people? That's a good question. Uh, you know? And like, and obviously the new Republic oh, is like, Anyway, I guess you'll just have indentured servitude the rest of your life, which what could go wrong, right? I thought they all, I thought they killed them all. Like, that's a question I never asked myself was, yeah. what happens when the empire crash, you know, falls? And yeah. I mean, from, 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 from reading the first Alphabet Squadron book, yep. to be honest with you, to make it to Coruscant is to be honest much better than many of the other of them made it they got yeah left on outer rim planets where it was essentially like lord of the flies and they just beat the shit out of each other until they would make it off that world like it's not a great situation <laughs> well and i feel like i feel like it does a really good job of being like man if you if you are an, an, an like if you're imperial and you're living in star wars world like after the fall of the second death star like why would you do that I don't know. I think the New Republic here is presenting a great case for like, yeah, I'm going to stick with my Star Destroyer until the yeah. very last second so I don't mm-hmm. like have to do this. Um, yeah. yeah, and the books, like as Doug said, Alphabet Squadron, that They're series great. does a good job of talking about all that stuff. They uh, do. Bloodline by Claudia Gray also talks about the New Republic too. Um, and I think I, here's here's how it comes full circle. I think for some people they were like, why are you showing me this? Like, yep. Why does this matter? And I it's feel working. like I echo back to episode one of when like Qui-Gon Jinn is talking to the Gungans and they're like, why, why should we help you? Why do we care about the droids up like up on the top? And it's like, what impacts one of you is going to impact the other. And I feel like we're going to get to a point where like these amnesty folks are clearly, Elia Kane is clearly up to something is what Mm -hmm. I should say. And I think she's going to leverage the new Republic and it's going to impact Din uh mm-hmm. and 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 that's bad whether Moff Gideon's in the picture 
whether she's doing her own thing. Definitely Moff. I I feel like Moff Gideon is is around or his influence mm-hmm. is around and he's they're going to use that to go after Grogu. Like it this could've... stuff is is directly related. They're just clearly building and developing something they want to have a lasting impact, which I respect even though it was completely unexpected. I've also heard that they could maybe perchance build be building to a certain Blue Admiral, uh, Admiral Thrawn. They're saying yeah, that Grand Admiral. Admiral. Sorry, sir. Grand, yeah. Sorry, Grand Admiral Thrawn Oops, sorry, is sir. the one that that could be where all of those yep. ships came from. And again, yep. you're painting a very clear picture of like I see motivation of like why would I surrender? I know how you treat us. Like, yeah. A- as far as I'm concerned, I'll continue operating like I have <laughs> with yeah. what I have. Yeah. And I'll just enforce my sense of justice in my own system, not right. trying to take over the whole galaxy anymore. <laughs> so you can take your new republic and fuck yourself with it because I'm not interested. <laughs> so I I could very much see that picture take being your new republic and fuck yourself. <laughs> well, with, okay, with, right, question. Marcus, Marcus, with it. With it, with it, with well, it. And with what's it. wild too is like, it, it, like reading the books, and this is like the last thing I'll say about this is like, so there's like this big battle of Jakku uh, that ends the Galactic Civil War, and the New Republic sends the whole fleet. It's a whole big thing. It's a huge battle. Spaceships everywhere, mm-hmm. and uh, the the remnants of the Empire get these coordinates, and they're like, "We're gonna get out of here. We're we're going to escape into the unknown regions," and they they do, and the New Republic is like. Oh, that's where they went. And everyone's like, yeah, let's go. And they're like, nah, we're good. And it's like <laughs> the New Republic's original nah, we're sin straight. to me is this idea that like you we had a chance to like stamp out fascism and instead you took a half measure and it you see it ripple across this entire 30 year time period okay. of like, no, we're not going to like give consequences to Imperials. We're just going to like. You have them give TED talks and like have them do paperwork. Like, you, we, there, it, there's no half measures when you're dealing with this stuff. You have to stamp it out. You have to finish the job. The important thing is we got the bad ones. Like we got, okay, there were like three bad ones, right? We got the bad ones. Vader, Maul, like, we got, we got Vader. Remember that old ass admiral who yeah. said fire when ready? We got his ass. Got Remember his ass. the emperor? Yeah. He's done. Yeah. And really, at this point, it's just, it's just costing us gas. <laughs> we all just know that mission that's, accomplished. Yeah, we got banners. We already printed the balloons. <laughs> like, what are we gonna do? The New like, Republic symbols are already on the, like the, the, the big building. The, the yeah. We already spray painted it. The, yeah. fucking, so, my- the Gungans have their victory song already. Like, we can't tell them again <laughs> that they gotta postpone. To just be rude at this point. Sorry, I'm being silly. Mark, like who is? <laughs> I told you I knew what kind of episode this was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Brian, okay, can somebody break down to me the different iterations of leadership, starting with the old Republic, right? And then you have, okay, is that okay? So, like, there's the Empire, there's the, uh, there is the are, New Republic. Like, are you talking about like the like the Senate, like the governing who's body? in control? Because like you have the New Republic, right? Then right. the New Republic falls, and then the uh, the the first order, the first order arises. Then after the first order, there like so. What is the order of arisings? <laughs> well, yeah, you got your old Republic folks that were basically like the Senate, and they 
uh like the way way like the high republic it, it, it was similar but it was more of like they were trying to actually actively improve things rather than like have like by the time you see the senate uh in like the prequels they're trying to do damage control like stuff's already out of control they can't they can't do it which then leads to the empire it's it's basically palpatine's show and everybody's a sycophant except you know you got you got your mon mothmas your bail organas that use it as a platform to like get their message out but palpatine's in control and then you got the new republic and they try to they try to do the senate again and after 30 years it just doesn't work like they deadlock they can't get anything done and that uh these these events are covered in the book bloodline but leia like sees the writing on the wall of like you all are like debating about budgets when like there's clearly a threat coming and no one's doing anything about it, which is how she forms the resistance. Then, um, yeah, the first order comes and they rule by fascist military rule, and then that's that's. I mean, that's the quick and dirty. Yeah. So, Brian, the, is there anything after the First Republic? We just don't know yet. First order, you mean? Uh, I mean, I mean like after Episode Nine, there hasn't been a whole lot. Like yeah. it, it's hmm. unknown what state the galaxy is in hmm. after um, that point. Interesting. Brian, do the does the First Order ever take? Coruscant it it's unclear yeah uh, in some of the canon like they show up but like they're not I, I mean basically it, they're just like we're here and we're gonna like make it everybody's problem is they basically how the first bit, order rules they seem a little bit more like okay stick with me they seem a little bit more like Isis in the sense of like they're not really trying to own territory yeah. more yeah. or less just trying to expand as fast yes. as possible yes Yes, I mean, in the whole, in terms the whole of military strategy, the whole plan was to, you know, reinstate, not reinstate, but get Emperor Palpatine back to what he was doing. So it was just trying to, like, get yeah. everybody under military rule with, yeah, with all of that. So yeah. I, I think that comparison makes sense. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, anything else you'd like to say? We've we've got we've got a whole movie to get to. Yeah, we should uh, we should Shazam this. Yeah, let's uh, let's Shazam ourselves on over to Shazam. Fury of the Gods. Uh, well, we saw a movie this weekend. We saw Shazam Fury sure of the did. Gods. If you have not seen Shazam, put a pin in this episode and come back later. Uh, and we'll uh, review, uh, listen to it after you uh, uh, see the movie. Um, Marcus, do you care to relegate us with your barbershop summary for Shazam 2? Fairy of the gods. Um, sure. Okay, so what had happened was you get this kid, Billy Batson, right? Mm. 17-year-old kid, acts like he's 12. Who knows what the fuck going on? He gets the powers of Shazam. Last movie, he gave the powers of Shazam. He beat the big bad, the big baddie bad, and gives the powers of Shazam to his family, to his siblings, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so boom. All of them are now Shazam types. Of people, they yes. all have the power of Shazam. They split it. Okay, cool. So in this movie, he's trying to keep them all together because it's all or none. It's all or none. Whatever, whatever, right? So if mm-hmm. we're gonna go on an adventure and save somebody, it's all seven of us to go do the shit instead of one person to go and do it. Right? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So, but he's having a struggle because he's not really like a leader and he doesn't really know his powers and stuff like that. He's still a kid with powers essentially, and so he's trying to keep all his family together, but he's so holding them so tight. 
some of them are slipping through the gaps and they like are doing their own thing. Like Freddie is doing his own thing, wants to be his yep. own hero. Um, Mary wants to go to college and be around kids her own age and all that stuff. Sense. Everybody got their own thing, right? And so um, he's trying to keep them all together, doesn't know what to do. There's three big bads that come in and they're all sisters, right? And so the sisters come in and they like one is chaos, one is um, I oof, I forgot what their powers was. Anyway, it, it, no, it was like it was chaos, elemental, and axis which i thought was used yes. very liberally yeah axis which was very uh, interesting power to have but yeah yeah thank you so the three no come worries. in and they find the staff they find the staff of shazam the wizard okay and the wizard that's where all the magic powers flow through they world got diminished and they got they they basically got banned in their world and they world died that was filled with magic so they want to find the staff bring their world back to life plant the seed of life the seed of life to bring back yeah. magic in their realm and their world after all these years and shit. So they going back and forth, they fighting, they run into Shazam who's got the powers of gods and they want to take the power. So they end up through the movie going back and forth, having this power struggle. The wizard is there also trying to help. He needs to like help Billy Shazam and do his thing. Billy's got to find out how not to hold his family so tight and how to step up and be the hero that he can be because he's actually Shazam, but in a weird way still, it's still about Freddy somehow down the way. And that's basically what the whole movie's about. That's also, yep. that's very fair. That's uh, a very yeah. fair synopsis. So, um, ah, let's give you a quick, quick rundown of box office and cast. So as of March 19th, Shazam Fury of the Gods has grossed $30.1 million in the United no. States and Canada and $34.6 million in other territories for a worldwide total of $64.7 million in its opening weekend, um, which is a little bit of a disappointment considering the yeah. like considering that I believe the budget for this particular movie I mean, was around uh 110 to 125 that, million that finale alone was like half the budget uh -huh. it was a lot uh -huh. can you can you can we take a pause right here yeah. yes can we kind of i don't know if we anybody knows this directly can you kind of walk us through what is a successful opening weekend cuz i don't think we've ever really talked about what designates a successful opening weekend so I feel like go ahead uh, a home run mm -hmm. would be to make your money back opening weekend, okay. right? So if you are a $100 million budget movie, you open to $100 million at the box office. That means within the first weekend, you made your profit. You, mm -hmm. Like you made your, your, your money back and everything after that is profit. Just Where domestically, you, right? Just, well, they consider worldwide. Okay. I would imagine a studio is considering worldwide impact. Okay. So the fact that this is at $125 million and you are at conservatively 50% of that after opening weekend, mm -hmm. that makes it tough because we know that like people don't yeah. generally go back the second weekend and the third and the fourth with mm -hmm. what we learned from Shannon. Remember, shout out mm -hmm. to our, our episode oh, yeah. Shannon Cole. Shout out to Shannon. When movies do second and third runs, they're not as successful. So you could conservatively say like, all right, half of that the second weekend so 30 million dollars the second weekend that puts you at 90 half of that again is 15 million dollars so you're just breaking even after week three that's not a spot that most studios want to be in now i am not an economist when it comes to film i'm just running the numbers mm -hmm. and that's that's what I would think it would be at. Um, sometimes the drop-off is even steeper. Now, it could be that there were other things going on this weekend that mm -hmm. 
March Madness was this weekend. Right. That restricted a lot of people who are willing to leave their couch to go watch a movie in the theater. Yeah. So that has something to consider it. Yeah. But that is, I would imagine it's harder to get people to go the second weekend, opening weekend. The hype is there. That's going to be your folks who are going to do your work for you at the box office. Brian, thank you. I, I mean, Doug, Doug explained it. I, I, I think very, very succinctly. Uh, so yeah, if, mm. if my, it's what he said. So rewind it if you need another explanation. Okay. But I mean, yeah, I think Doug yeah. covered it. Great job, great job. Um, the cast for this movie. Um, there's a lot of them. Um, and so we're gonna kind of run through them. So Zachary Levi and Asher Angel are Billy Batson Sajam. Um, Jack Dylan Grazer and Adrian Brody, Adrian Adam Brody, not Adrian Brody, okay. Adam Brody are Freddie Freeman and superhero Freddie. Then we have Lucy Liu as Calypso and Helen Mirren at, as Hespera. Then we have, um, I'm trying to make sure I don't miss anybody. Then we have Rachel Ziegler as uh, Anthea. And then we've got sort of after that, it's your and jump to jump and Hansu is the wizard Shazam. And then after that, we've got our like run of the like superhero version. So Ross Butler plays superhero Eugene, Eugene DJ Cortona plays superhero Pedro Grace Carolyn Curry plays Mary Bromfield. Um, uh, and then Megan Good plays superhero Darla. Um, and then the kid versions are Faith Herman plays Darla Dudley. Ian Chen plays Eugene Choi. And Jonathan Jovan Armand plays Pedro Pena. Um, and then Marta Millens is Rosa Vasquez, which is the foster mom. And then Cooper Andrews plays the foster dad, Victor Vasquez. So that is your run of the mill cast. That's a lot of people to keep track of. Don't, 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 don't be ashamed. Like that is a lot to keep track of cast wise. A lot of names to remember, a lot of people to pronounce, a lot of beautiful people in this particular movie. Um, I am a menace in the theater. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Because every time, look, y'all, before we get into this movie, when Marcus and I see a theater, see a movie in a theater, and someone, someone beautiful arrives on screen, Marcus is usually in my ear, like, "God damn, she is fine." <laughs> That's usually what he says. And then, but this one, when we got when we got Mary on screen for the first time, I didn't comment like, "Oh man, she's very pretty." I go went, oh, "She's trying to pack a lot in that superhero costume," and <laughs> I. Look at Brian. And, so, and I said, and I'm here for it, but that's the reason why we're a menace in a theater. Do you understand? Like that's 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 where we're at. I simply say, God damn. And I everybody said there, there are some beautiful where, people in this movie. Megan Good. I said, the where'd mom. she get the produce at? Like and uh, why is she smuggling it in her superhero costume? I mean Ross Ross Butler and DJ like Cortana like very I, and they are beautiful men. In this Lucy Luce, yeah, yeah, I mean Lucy yes. Luce still like, looks good. I mean it, like beautiful people. The movie for just, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Internals, but you know, not as bad. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what did you think? <laughs> is this movie real? Yeah, fake. That is a real movie. No, that's. No, no, this is Shazam Sinbad. 
No. Is this no, movie that's... real? That, Brian, that's a real fucking movie. No, that's this Kazam. Kazam no. is no. Shazam is the one with Sinbad. Kazam no, he never... is the oh one with Shaq. Kazam is Shaq. Right? right? That's what we're talking about. Yes. Kazam is oh, no, a... no, no. This is Sinbad. And this is Shazam with Sinbad. <laughs> this is Kazam with Shaq Diesel. The rapping genie. <laughs> We're watching Shazam with Zachary Levi. We are watching Shazam yes. 2, and I'm asking you, what did Fury you all God. think of Shazam 2, Fury of I the I am happy to, to talk. I'm happy to start this away, off because I uh, honestly, I don't know what to expect. We were all in the group chat, and it was like, how are y'all feeling about this? And I was like, I don't know, lukewarm. Like, I like, I, I want to yeah. see it. I do eventually want to see it, and, and, and I know we're going to talk about it on the podcast. So, like, we're going, but I'm not, I'm not expecting. Uh-uh. And in all honesty, this movie was a ton of fun. Like it, uh-huh. it, it's fun. Like as in it, I don't know. It didn't feel. Uh, I might get in trouble for this, but it didn't feel like a DC comic book movie. Like it, it just hmm. it felt very, very fun. It was on the lighter side of things, and it like I, I just, I don't know. I found myself laughing and smiling a whole lot more than I thought I would. That's fair. Very fair. I would agree. Marcus, um, for me. Okay, pre pre movie, I didn't really want to see this movie. There was something about it that was just like I'm not excited to see yeah. it. Yeah. If it would have came out on HBO Max, I would have been like, oh yeah, I'll definitely spend my weekend watching this, like for right. sure. But it was something about going to the movies to see Shazam. I just wasn't as excited to see it. Partly, yeah. I think part of that is they showed me everything in the damn trailer. I we uh, went to go see yeah. the movie. They really did. Like yeah. all the goods, they showed everything. Like they were very nervous that people weren't going to see this movie, so they're like, "Put, put the finale, put most of the finale in the trailer." The biggest yeah. reveal was Wonder Woman at the end, and that was in the damn teaser trailer. And I'm like, "Well, yep. what the mm-hmm. fuck?" Like, which um, I didn't. I, I just want to point out, I had no idea, by the way, <laughs> about Wonder Woman at all so i was gobsmacked in the theater and then i like get online with marcus and he's like oh, yeah, i was in the teaser trailer so i missed that i don't know how i missed that well again i'm a menace in a theater uh because they said like oh the only way to ignite it with a god the only way to ignite this is with the spark of a god and he was the only one and i look at marcus and i go well not the only one and then her theme song music plays and he's like that's yeah. exactly how it went down. And I looked at Doug like, oh my. Like, I knew she was supposed to be there, but I forgot. And then he called it and she popped up. And I was like, God damn it. But I, I do love her score, though. I oh, yeah. love Wonder Woman's score. Amazing. score. Oh, that, I, no, I that music is, is, is undefeated. It yeah. is, it is the, I, I, like, one of the, no, it's the best superhero theme. Yeah, like, you I, hear that music and you're ready to run through a brick wall. With, I hope they keep Diana. it. I don't know. I hope they don't change that. I hope I they, they genuinely keep that because. Um, that's such a fire thing. I did not want to see this movie. Um, it did turn out better <laughs> than what I was anticipating. And it was yeah. like, it was I. It was like, yeah. it was I. Now, I do feel like early, let me say this from the jump, it's more of a kids movie than it is um, yeah. like an everybody movie to me. Which, yeah, I'm coming back to that. Keep going. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, that's all I got right there. Oh, that's all. You... Go ahead, Doug. I was gonna say I too did not want to see this movie. Uh, <laughs> look at I was, look at us a movie I, podcast a movie podcast oh, that is reviewing reviewing a movie we yeah, yeah, didn't yeah, want to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was secretly excited, not excited. I was secretly glad that I had a way out until I got my antibiotics, yeah. and because I was like, oh, I can't see it. Guys, well, I that's rep. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, making excuses. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but I will say it was fun. Like, I'm glad I went. I'm glad I saw it in a theater. Like, it's. Mm-hmm. It, I'm glad that I. It, it was a fun movie. It was a fun mm-hmm. ride. It is definitely. Again, if you struggled with Thor: Love and Thunder, you are going to struggle with this because it is comedy, comedy, comedy. Oh, he's really struggling. But stay tuned for more comedy. Like it's yeah. it's very much that. So and there are some generally genuinely like funny like reoccurring jokes that I thought were good and some surprise yeah. jokes that I thought were really good in the movie. But I would entirely agree, Marcus, with your sentiment of this is more kiddish than it is anything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brian? I mean, the whole time I was there, I was like, man, I should like get my kids to watch the first Shazam movie. Mm-hmm. We could have seen mm-hmm. this together. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm thinking about it, then like I'm not surprised at all. That is where you all landed. And I was I was thinking about that in the theater. Of, like, man, is this going to like really lean into the kids stuff or like are, are we coming out the other end? And then, you know what this movie did? It had somebody commit suicide off a roof. It did. And I, yeah. I was like what like yeah. I, this is pg-13 right yeah. so I, I mean i understand but Followed immediately by a joke that says i forgot how squishy they are i'm yeah. sorry yeah yeah what yeah. like Not like this... grapes according yeah. to lucy lou's character so like i, I was like shocked they and then there's a scene where the wizard pulls out a splinter, by the way. Yeah, that was hard to watch. The ah. most, like, I, I can't think of another scene in a movie where I'm just like, where it's a splinter. That's all it is. I'm not talking about someone pulling rebar out of their gut mm-hmm. or like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he's like pulling stuff out of his skin. And he's like, whatever. No, like this movie legit spent seven seconds on this dude's finger in a splinter. Yeah, and it was dude. gross. A two inch splinter. Like it was long yeah. as hell. And yeah. he just slowly pulling it out and is like, then does magic, whispers to it, covered in blood, and then blows it out of the window. And it was kind of like, huh? And they had these scenes in it where they were weird for me because the shots seemed longer than they should have been. Yeah. Like, he's there's yeah. this floating dust in front of him where he says, go find Billy Batson. Yes. And it just floats there for like 10 seconds. And I'm like, oh, okay, we let's come on. Like, let's cut yeah. to the next scene now. Let's get to it. And yeah. it did that with like maybe a few scenes throughout that kind of threw me off I shot agree. wise. Yeah. Yeah. It it was weird. It well and this is this is where I'm going to share my fun fact. So the director David F Sandberg, he he's a horror guy. He is known for his know. horror movies, which is why you see Aunt the Annabelle doll in the therapist's room. That um, I did not see. Didn't even Yeah. See. So like it's a it's a blink and you miss a thing, but essentially when Shazam Billy Batson's talking to the pediatrician, they pan over to like the table and there's an Annabelle doll like just hanging out there and you're like that's a scary movie thing. So he's done the Annabelle movies um and he has roots in horror. So like <laughs> when I learned that I was like a lot of this movie kind of makes more sense now. Also, the writer that wrote on this is a writer like for the Fast and Furious movies. So that whole like joke about the family joke the that's in Furious. there. Yeah, oh, I, you forgot that this is all about family. 
is a like a tip of the hat yeah. to, the, to the writer that worked with the director. This this makes more sense now. Yeah, uh-huh. it feels kind of fast and furious right? It, like, I was just about to say that. It's so many different people. Like, kudos to one, your casting. I think I think that you yes. you did well with the look of your cast and kind of correlating them with their childlike people. The only problem I have, the only thing I got a big problem with is is his name Ashton. He didn't get enough screen time uh, to yeah. be the kid. He's the only kid I felt well. Uh, actually, a lot of the kids oh, didn't a- get enough. Asher, who Asher. played Billy. Asher. Yes, he yes. Did, aside, Freddie got the most screen time as a kid. Yes, um, but every Jack Zachary Levi obviously is Shazam, and I get I get that he's the big name on this, but it just didn't. <laughs> there was something missing from this, yep. like yep. a like a correlation. And one of the things that was throwing me off was Zachary Levi's interpretation of a kid a 17 year old kid and then asher's like if he's supposed to be 17 why is he still acting like he's like 13 we need to talk about it because it was jarring and it's not a big deal but like what it felt like is they kind of got to like the the directing of it and they're like look zachary levi has this like manic kid persona down so i don't want to redo it let's just go with it and they're like, yeah. Asher Angel looks like 21. And they're like, yeah. whatever. Like, we're just not going to have as much of him in the movie. And Billy's going to be. It through. was. Yeah, it was very you much know, like. It was very much. Hey, Zachary, no notes. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yes, you, that's exactly what happened. You got it. You're and killing it, dude. They yep. were like, they were like, at, <laughs> the guy who plays Billy Batson was like, wait a minute. Like, I'm actively supposed to be 17. Yeah. yeah. This dude's acting 13. I said no notes. <laughs> Did you hear me, Asher? No notes, Asher. I I could write your ass out of it. Like, I mean, so it it just it was weird. I will say the one character who played their adult child counterpart well, so much so that I had to remind myself that Mm. she's playing a child Mm -hmm. was um the purple uh Megan. Megan Megan good. Megan Good. Megan Good nailed it. Because she nailed it. It felt like she sat down and had conversations with her child yeah. counterpart mm-hmm. to say, like, how would you deliver this? Because yep. she, I had to keep reminding myself, I was like, fuck, she's eight. Like, I had to keep saying, she's eight. Yes. She's eight. Is she eight in this movie? How old is she in this movie? I don't know. Because there's also an age discrepancy I got there because well, Megan Good almost acted like a, a little bit of a of a six, seven-year-old. Harrison will be six girls- in April. So I would say not six, but I would say seven or eight. Would you? I guess maybe I don't I know. Mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Huh, maybe I don't little, know. And if people for people that don't know like kids and movies, like, and I'm thinking of people that like work in the industry, this is common knowledge, but like working with kids is difficult. And this is one of the reasons they grow up so fast by the time know. you're filming movies. And this is a sequel mm-hmm. to a movie that came out in three years ago, four Mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. So like all these kids grew up and of course they're not going to look the way they did. And you can, you know, whatever hand wave, like it's five years later or whatever. But this is one of the reasons, like it's just hard to kind of suspend that disbelief when it's like Megan good is, is, is doing this really well, but her child counterpart like looks 14, Yeah, you know, and it makes, it it makes sense then why the kids weren't in it as much. Yeah, because they. I mean, it they, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have been too. too jarring and confusing. Yeah, for the audience to stick with. <laughs> except, it. and I have to say this, and except for Grace Caroline Curry, who played 
Mary. She like she played I love both the roles, fact didn't she? That, she yeah, did. she did both, and the movie never acknowledges it, Quite which well. I think is the way to go. By the way, it's just like Shazam, and she's like, "It's me again," but I'm dressed up, and everybody else is like super old. Yeah. And then they go back, and she's like, "It's me," but I'm in street clothes. Like, but I'm dressed fine. down. Yeah, it, but it's and it's it's her introduction of her character was also weird because she was like, "I've got a hangover because I was hanging with kids my age at college." And that was a yeah. weird introduction to make, not to make a full circle moment of like, I'm going to college. I can't be a hero anymore. Like there, it was never like, what happens when we move on? Like what happens to Freddie when yeah. Freddie leaves or if I age out of the system? Like, well, okay. So everybody's staying in the house the whole damn time. Or like Mary was complaining about not being around people her age the whole time. I never got this. Hey, I know she wears the Oxford sweatshirt at the end at yep. dinner. Okay, that's the clear. She made it to college, y'all. Yep. But are they still heroes? Are they still doing their thing together? Because at the end, they say, and you all are getting your powers back. Like, we can do that, right? And he's yep. like, yeah. And real quick, Oxford is in England. And so you mean to tell me that Mary is just flying her happy ass to and from uh, the over the Atlantic. I think it was left ambiguous on purpose because this was going to come up, and we're about twenty minutes into the review. Not to me, Brian. <laughs> we knew the DC reshuffle, like the 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 new leadership stuff, was going to come into play, and I would not be surprised if the if the producers and everybody involved were like. This this is probably going to be done. Like, let's keep it ambiguous in case yeah. they want to pick us back up. But like, we might be done here. So, yeah. But they sell like Animal House apparel that literally says college on it. And so, or you could, you know, they're in Philadelphia. Pick, I don't know, Villanova. Pick literally any school <laughs> that could be in Philadelphia. Fuck it. <laughs> Have her go to an H HBCU. Like, like, do whatever you want to do. Like, okay. throw it. That'll change her. No, that different movie. That HBCU put, will put, change her fucking put, life. Put <laughs> temple across there. Maybe she's stomping the yard in her uniform. Like, we don't know. I just, I just feel like <laughs> yard stomping the yard i feel like that <laughs> I, I don't can't. know it was just very it was just very um interesting to for them not to go a full circle of like what happens when we go our separate ways i thought the movie was going to end with hey you split your powers amongst you and your siblings to fight this big bad all of you have pieces of shazam one of you is the wisdom is the wisdom of solomon one of you has the yeah. speed of this person one of you has the strength your area of expertise or real strength is this particular thing and Billy can't beat the big bad unless all of you come together yes. and give your one power and yes. Shazam boom like we do it I, I thought, thought the they same were going to I thought the yeah. same thing Marcus I was like why is the message of this movie you're better off divided still like the end of this was he mm -hmm. again the message is your family's important mm -hmm. Yeah, but like it, but at the end, it's got to can't wait for Harper and Harrison to find this episode <laughs> when they're like in their 20s yeah. and like they're just they're starting what to a, go through what all a, these what like weird podcasts their dad yeah. did, and they get to this, this point one. where it's like it's about family, <laughs> family. But in yeah. terms of this story, right? Like, you literally you could have done something. <laughs> So I'm gonna call I, you Go know what's gonna be? They're gonna be they're gonna be playing this episode in therapy. Like, hold mm -hmm. on, 
doctor, mm-hmm. I really need, I need you to hear this part. <laughs> yeah, and their family. <laughs> Stop. And that's and that's where it went off the rails. Oh, oh, no, I just kidding. Um, just no, kidding. I know what you're saying about no. the story. But yeah, what I'm saying is, is like, one, odd that you would wait until the second movie to introduce what Shazam stands for. Very then, strange. Because Marcus, yeah. you rewatched one. Very they strange. don't touch it in one. He says it. He says it out loud when he's giving okay. him the powers. He That's says, "I'm going to induct you with the power of the blah, 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 the wisdom of blah. But right. he's saying it. Nothing is like written mm-hmm. out to say S H A Z A M. Like, yeah. right? Yeah. And so. I think you could have done something really cool of like, oh, that's why it's so hard for you to do this, you know, separately when you they're intended to be con like gone through a champion, like right. one, mm-hmm. this is what we're gonna do. Because again, the setup, if you are gonna continue this, there's no way you can do a Shazam movie without the rest of them, right? Because he gave you, the powers to all of them you again, can. yeah. You you can because in the comic Mary goes her own route, and if yeah. you've even watched um what's the what's I forgot the name of the not Teen Titans but there's a show on HBO Max that I really like Young Justice. Got Mary it. goes down a darker route in Young Justice and go chooses dark magic instead oh, because she loses. Yeah. Her. Oh, okay, like, there's so many different versions that people do now. I don't think okay. that they I've ever seen the entire family like they've done in this one have powers like mm-hmm. i've only seen mary and i've only seen um billy batson have okay. powers. so but you you're right i do see what you're saying if you're going to introduce this thing that means it's a team thing and to get and to add to your point the the ending the, the second end credit scene is waller's people coming up and saying we want you to join the justice society in my mind i'm like why the fuck would i necessarily pick shazam like why don't i pick one of his siblings, because it seems right. like they're all equally powerful. What makes yeah, them so special? Yeah, yeah. Great point. I well, and I, I feel like this is showing like the double-edged sword of this movie. Like, I think it was really ambitious because you have six heroes, you have six main characters, is what it feels like, uh, and then you have three villains. And like, yeah. this was hard enough in Spider-Man Three with like one hero and three villains. Mm-hmm. So. You're telling me you're gonna you're gonna make it happen, and you could argue that his brothers and sisters are supporting characters, and I would I, like you can make that argument, but like if you take them out, it, 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 the movie doesn't work because yeah. it leans so hard on. Um, I'm blanking on his name, Freddie. Mm-hmm. Like this movie, it's weird. Like the emotion, a lot of the emotional beats are from Freddie, which I'm yeah. not complaining about. It's just. Surprising, and then i think that's one of the reasons why the finale had a hard time connecting with me on an emotional level because like you have shazam that's like yeah i'm doing this for my family when the whole movie's been like pushing it's him into like freddie finding that he can do this stuff even though like it's just about having a strong Agreed. heart so like they're bo- they're trying to have these competing narratives and have it all work and it kind of works i'm not gonna say it's perfect but like it gets you over the finish line, but this is probably like the biggest. It's probably my biggest critique of the movie is like there's just so much happening, Agreed. and it's yeah. both not enough Agreed. and too much, and it's a challenge. Like this is a challenge to balance yeah. six characters and three villains. Like this is why Avengers movies are seen as so triumphant as they are because they do it well, and Marvel makes it look easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I w- and I will say I would have been fine with Billy dying. 
Like me again, too. Yeah, let's the talk arc, about that. The, the arc of this movie, die, like the arc of this movie of Billy sacrificing himself, recognizing yes. I do have to be a hero, and that does mean taking risks, and there are consequences for those risks that I take. Yeah, resulting in he dying, and then um, Freddie taking the mantle. Right, taking the mantle, and essentially something just fell off my shelf. Like taking the mantle, and then um, like being the new main hero yeah. throughout this. Again, mm -hmm. fine with that. Mm -hmm. I think that's that works for me. But it's much darker than the tone they wanted to take. I know the wizard was thinking the whole time, like, dog, I should have just picked Freddie. Like, right. because Freddie had more common sense than and appreciated it. Most and then you pair Freddie with a love interest, which I think is interesting. It's, it was good, and the actress is good, but the age difference is throwing me for a loop, and I'm not really sure how to. <laughs> like, what am I? She's six thousand years old, dating a kid. In what in what realm does that seem like? I mean, I'm gonna tell on myself. She's gonna I... rock his fucking world. Like she's gonna go <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I've I've got shit you haven't even seen yet. I wrote the Kama what Sutra. The? Strap that <laughs> shit in. Oh, okay, that's okay. That's what we're doing. I mean, like, yeah, that's that is that is right. That's what we're doing. Brian, Brian never. Well, Brian, Brian never sees Brian, it coming. Brian, what were you gonna say? Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Well, look, I'm a, I read a lot of fantasy, <laughs> and like, there's a lot of stories, like of just like I'm the high fae, like some type of fairy elf creature, and he's like I've oh. lived five thousand years, and it's like, hello, I'm female protagonist, and it's my seventeenth birthday. I'm almost an adult. Oh, like, yeah. I love you. Yeah. You like that's a very common Quel'Thalas trope. from the Blue Clan wants to spend it's, his time with you, like or the, exactly. or the oh, vampire, fuck? the vampire king who's in a sexy teen body. Who yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just very familiar with that trope. Mm -hmm. So like, I just that it didn't it, like. I liked the jokes about it. I'm really glad they tried to lampshade it with like, wow, our boys are really into older women. Like that that was funny. Like especially yeah. with the Wonder Woman comment. Yeah. Like I thought that landed. You acknowledged it. The part with the dad on. where he goes like, "I'm now not okay with this." I thought that was <laughs> yeah. very funny. I enjoyed. No, that, that was a solid. Lot. Yeah, that dad, was solid. Dad, no, I mean, Rachel Ziegler, by the way. Like, I I'm gonna come back to Shazam dying, but Rachel Ziegler, by the way, is like one of the highlights of these of this movie. Yeah, she was she great. Is a gem and like elevates everyone's performance. Like, even and enjoyed Alan doing and it. Lee. From all we could tell, like, yeah. from, like her tweets and stuff. She was like, "I am so excited that people finally get to see this." Yes, and she's been jacked about this movie for a while. I think. And as soon as she shows up on screen, I was like, "Oh, like she's like she's doing something. Like she's she's mm. gonna." I, I don't know the best way. <laughs> I, I talk about movies every week, and the best I can come with, she's doing something. No, she just she's adds a presence to the it. film. She adds a presence to the film that elevates everyone's performances, and that's not easy to do. So, um, but I, I there was like a moment where I was like, "Man, like did James Gunn meet with them?" And they're like, "Okay." hear us out kill shazam and uh, we're gonna just reboot everything so he'll come back but like we really want to stick this and then like as they're like talking about it, i'm like this is a kid's movie though like are they really gonna leave it like this and i was like nah they're not gonna do it I he's gonna like do the big gasp of air and say you know say some quippy joke on the baseball field and then they cut to his grave yeah. and i like I almost laughed. I'm like, oh my gosh, we might do it. And then, of course, um, we we had the thunderous. Oh my gosh. Like, the music was loud as shit. It, it, wor it worked for me, but the tone, the, the tone changes so jarring of like, this child 
is dead. Yeah. Pan, right. Here's Wonder Woman coming out. Like, it was just very jarring. Do you understand how terrifying it must be to be a criminal? Like, you steal something, and immediately it's... <laughs> oh, it's like over. She, you would never steal anything. She wouldn't no. have to do any work. You would no. put it back and be like, all right, I got it. You know, like the bad signal. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know. It, like, the movie was, I would I would have been okay with the death, too, right? Like, I'm, I would have been right. fine with that. Um, I, I, I wanted them to explore the cave and the layer more because this whole movie is, there's a kid who got powers and at no point went to go study up about his power. It's like a kid with no manual or instructions. And it was, I be- go ahead. It's, it's weird to me, like, okay, if I got superpowers, I want to know all the shit that I can do. If I got this right. big ass layer, I'm not going to sit here and decorate the shit. If I'm big on team and family, Right, and I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, I didn't know about the library. I will give you that, but at no <laughs> point is anybody gonna like try to Google, you know, or something to try and figure this shit out. Cause I don't know. I maybe I'm looking I, into it. I need to suspend some. I disbelief. mean, it worked for me just because, like, I, I mean, like, I, I know kids. They they they're just super pumped. They get to shoot electricity from their hands. Like what I expected from like Mary, a hundred percent. But it seemed like she had bigger fish to fry, right? um but like i i take your point marcus i'm just like really like it's been four years and you're just like i don't know what my name is that joke didn't work for me by the way oh like, i, I thought that like, was the dumbest fucking it's fine joke. but i was like i this isn't for me like all the other jokes hit the burning violin nailed it that when was Helen hilarious Mirren read the yeah. note and it was like they reading it, the, them, the yeah. note copied everything they said not just the text of it that was probably the funniest move i was how mr every like, i was legit laughing very like loudly but so. again, this man shouts the phrase Shazam every time you turn into the character yeah. that you're going to be. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know what my name is. Yeah. Like, I just it's you're not that dumb. Like, and also, <laughs> you keep you keep Shazam in the house. How many times does lightning right. need to hit the fucking house for you to say, maybe I should change outside? That, my those, dad those poor parents, my ass if I was oh Shazam in the house. <laughs> In the house? In the house. Uh, Do you know Victor, how much of a fire hazard yeah. that is? Do you like, know how that fucked so up your roof dangerous. would be? Your oh, roof I, would be... <laughs> the roof costs alone would be astronomical. Yeah. Oh, you'd be replacing shingles like every, every week. And why did they casually just mention they bought the house? They they said that as if that was supposed to be part of a bigger... That was a bigger reveal. I you think it was. And they were like, we bought you the house. bought the house? Yeah, because they were trying to like keep the family together. So I interpreted it as like oh. we're trying to keep the family together. So we bought the house. So like it's easier. To, that's how I interpreted it. But you're right. It happened so fast. It has no weight. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There were and there were a lot of moments like that, that where there were yes. where there were moments where it was like you moved so quickly through it that like again like arguably I would even say like the Billy like aging out of the program that was two seconds in a movie mm-hmm. about I... a dragon it was there enough it was a little bit longer but I wasn't but... concerned about it at the end like no. what happens when Billy like, turns oh, 18 you're right, you're right. It, I understand if that's to appeal to children or like teens that are like what's gonna happen after I graduate or whatever like I get it but it didn't do anything uh-huh. and I don't feel like it added a lot to Billy as as a character, uh-huh. I feel like you could have removed it, and it doesn't change anything. No, it does not. It doesn't change his arc, and I feel like you would have given more room for Rosa, 
to be like Billy, like you're always you, to give this big family spiel that probably would have been whatever. I'm rewriting the movie. It doesn't matter. I, I feel like it just wasn't that consequential for me. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It just um, wasn't it wasn't appealing. Speaking of Rosa. Good God from on high. Marta Milan. Yes. And yet I say things listen, like smuggling this things is, in a super suit. And this, I'm out of line. This is a beautiful <laughs> woman. They had this scene. It was the most she maybe had about one page of lines in this whole movie. She was maybe in it for three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes, but three glorious minutes. She they have this scene where the super family reveals themselves because they're in an emergency and the dragon is getting released and they rush into the parents' room and the parents are asleep. And my guy Victor, um, who is a very smooth guy, very smooth operator. I like him as a dad. Right. I, I I do like that mm-hmm. casting. Um and they're in bed laying together and she's in her ca- just super casual loungewear. Really nothing really revealing or sexy and made that look like the sexiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like she's just laying there scared and I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. If I'm you're here. curious, this is further evidence that Marcus is into moms. I, d- I didn't want to get back into this, but I do think <laughs> that I do think that this woman right here, <coughs> good God, like I, who casted her? That was that was somebody specifically casted her with no intention of maybe giving a real role. They just wanted to see her in Shazam. They were just like, you just deserve to be in a movie. <laughs> God damn it. Because, yeah. So I just want to say that. That's like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Shazam, Shazam's mom uh, stole that sequence. Sure. Shazam's um, mom has got it going on. There. Oh, okay. There we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm gonna add this to the tome of knowledge. <laughs> I'm adding this. I'm adding this to the. If I needed to have further evidence, this I mean, is yeah. just adding a lot well, that. I mean, fire. it's mom. It's a mom character. It's I a mean, mom. She's character. taking care of everybody. Yeah. I wish yeah. that this was an ongoing podcast she's joke, not, but I really do be attracted to all of these. I people, know, and, really and I work every time it comes up. I'm gonna bring it up because so I do have a question. I'm committed. I, one last thing about oh, jokes, okay. the things that I enjoyed. I will say that. One of the things I thought was very funny that was a little bit darker was when they were trying to paint this mythology of the uh, of the unicorn. And she goes, I love unicorns. He goes, they don't love you. Like, I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) The weather was so dry. I really liked them keeping him in the movie. His dryness was awesome. His dry humor was very much my shit. Oh, yeah. Digimon Hansu, he... I, I, he was great. Yeah. I want him in more things. I he love seeing him act. He's always a side character too, and that's kind of sad. Like I I'm really, really surprised. Him. I feel like he should have like had a moment here, a, like a not movie. in this movie necessarily, but like in other. Like I don't know. He seems like a pretty great actor. I don't know. They give him this weird end scene where he's all sexy and dolled up in this really fancy fucking suit, and he looks like he's a very handsome guy. Yeah. And, He's just in this blue suit in a house with this fucking fedora. And it's just, it, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy to me that that was the end scene that they gave him. And he looks back and he says, your name is Shazam. And that's the end scene. I, I, that was yeah, like very clear to me. It was like, okay, yeah, we're going to close it out like a kid's movie. And yeah. then it like, it's the after credit scene was definitely not, did not feel like a kid's scene. No. That was so, all. So, okay. So going to the act. Let's, I want to go to the second after credit scene because the first one okay. was kind of 
Wait, which was the first one? I, the first one was uh, Mr. Mind. Okay, was no, it the Mr. Caterpillar? No, no I I... the first one was the Justice Society recruitment. First one was the Justice uh, Hardcore. Yep. Yep. There yep. we go. Those are the oh, two. So this scene, I think it's interesting that it was still in the movie because you could have removed that scene and nobody would have known the difference, right? Mm-hmm. I do think that this kind of hints at maybe because Hawcourt is a peacemaker character that still yes. exists in the James Gunn mm-hmm. world. I'm going to well, assume moving forward, like it, a peacemaker will be safe, probably. The safe it's his wife. I would oh, assume. So Hardcourt is James Gunn's wife. I don't remember the actress. She's not name, going anywhere. She's she's going to be around. So that to me says Shazam is a. It's very possible that Shazam will stay around because okay, going yeah. back to what Brian said earlier about things that they the 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 daughter was playing the same role as Mary, just an older Mary, and they didn't address it. Same with the costumes. The costumes they say were supposed to be a part of the change what happened after Flashpoint in the Flash movie, but because things got pushed around, oh. they just kind of went with it, and they didn't say anything. They were just like, really? Magic. Yeah. Yeah. So huh. oh, that, that describes the complete costume and look change. I think it's interesting that they kept that second that that in credit scene in there with them recruiting to the Justice Society, which has to tie into Black Adam, because that's the only other time we hear about the Justice Society, unless this is a new Justice Society. I mean, one would assume uh, I, when I, the only thing that I know about like Black Adam is two things. The writer and director of this movie said that they were excited about the Wonder Woman reveal because that was, quote, their favorite part from Black Adam is when Superman showed up. And so that's the reason why they made the decision to include it. What? That's in an interview in The Hollywood Reporter. I'll put it in the show notes. Why would you brag about that? That's I it's a weird fucking thing to say. And the other thing that. Yeah. And the other thing I know about it is that. Black Adam had been cast by The Rock for such a long time that when Zachary Levi was offered the role of Shazam, he was like, "There's those two are supposed to be brothers. Like, that's not going to work. And so he at least knew enough about the Shazam world to know, like, uh, not quite. Like, so those are the only I, two uh, things that I know is how Black Adam relates. It It, it is strange. I, and it, as a comic book reader, it is very strange to me that we're three movies in and Shazam and Black Adam haven't even like hinted at each other. Like they did, no. I for sure thought someone there would be a TV on the background and we would see the city from Black Adam and like, you know, smoldering in ruins or whatever. Right. Uh, nothing at all, which is just uh, the silence is deafening. Clearly, there is bad issues there that they could not work out uh, or. Or here's another thing. You could even use it as an opportunity to make fun of The Rock if you wanted to. Put put a big, dumb, here's how you do it. Well, you all right, watch your mouth. Watch it. Watch it. He's not going to show up. Dwayne's going to come for you, man. Fucking bag of weights. going to throw a fucking 20-pound weight to your window. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But this is how they, this is how they do it. You want to make fun of The Rock in this movie? You are already showing images from their lair, like, mm-hmm. all around. Right. We know from the end of the first one that there is a chair that there is no one is seated in because that is supposed to hint at the fact that Black Adam shares this power and is a part of that group, but has been outcast. All you need to do is 
put a boulder on it, draw a dumb face with a dunce cap, uh, and that's like, oh, we didn't know who went there, so we op- op- occupied it with dummy over here. That's all you had to do. Yeah, that you could have done that. That makes it even worse, though. I'm going to tell you why they didn't do that logistically, because if you do that, that is a straight shot at the rock. Yeah, And especially after everything that just happened. I- there's no too busy way. with the XFL anyway. There's no way in hell the Rock was just going to you take a shot at the Rock especially after he fucked over the movie. I'm going to blame him just cuz he's the biggest one like it's Man, not all biggest, his fault but you he's gotta the take biggest shots at the biggest too. head. And I don't know like Black Adam was good. I don't know if I could ever see a Shazam Zachary Levi and the Rock on the same in the same movie. It wouldn't work not with their characters. I, it would, I mean it'd be weird. I'll be real. I think they would foil each other super well i feel like you could have dwayne johnson be this like play the straight man and you have zachary levi oh, be yeah. the color uh like the color commentary or however you want to phrase it the funny guy like i just what's which tone do you go with but because you're either the, pulling but a Brian, shazam tone or you do a buddy cop tone. like you, you could do a buddy oh, cop adventure Brian, movie. wasn't that the first movie the first <laughs> movie was bald villain <laughs> Zachary Levi comedy, he plays straight man. You would be redoing a certain I feel like of it, right? It could work if it's just focused on the two of them. The Shazam family would there's no way they'd be able to fit in. Um, but I don't even think that's even a possibility. Like, I just it seems very clear that they're just not they don't want to put that peanut butter and chalk, you know, like well. They need to age. They need to age Shazam up a little bit. Like, I think in the, if they decide to keep him, I think yeah. they need to age out Billy Batson, and now he's just full time Shazam because he's graduated or whatever the case may be. Yeah, like, he doesn't need to be Billy Batson. He's just Shazam yeah. now, um, or Captain Marvel or Mister Marvel or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> um, and and moving forward, you just keep the one or the other because the kid stick of this portion they leaned very heavily on it mm, i don't yeah. know if that is going to be the tone moving forward with james Gunn. i think shazam and zachary levi i think zachary levi is good at playing shazam he just needs to mature up a little bit yeah if he's gonna yeah. go full-time hero right like he's gonna need I, to I, see some shit I, yeah I, yeah he I, needs I to feel... lose yes <laughs> He needs to lose bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like you could do that and you could still have it be a coming of age movie, like a mm-hmm. young adult movie. I feel like mm-hmm. that could resonate with a lot of folks. Mm. Um, but I, I mean, who knows what this looks like? I mean, we had talked in the group chat that Shazam easily fits into a gods and monsters type story, which is yeah, it does. James Gunn is saying is the first chapter of the new extended universe. But I, I don't know. I don't know I, if we'll see Shazam again. I don't know. I don't think he, I mean, I don't think he's done. Yeah. I don't think he might. I don't know if he's going to get his own movie, but we'll see Shazam again. I don't know where, but we'll see him again. I mean, yeah, I would, I would laugh if he shows up in justice society. I would because of the joke in the movie, but also like, is there a justice society okay, movie? we're going to do justice society. Okay. Is there, was there a justice society movie announced? No, Th- this I, is me doing pure speculation. Only thing that Zach, I'm thinking years, and let's 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 assume people don't age out, right? Shazam is right. not a major major character that you need for. No. Shazam would have been your Superman replacement if yeah. you were to go not recast Henry Cavill and go a completely different route, like the original WB one or two. I think Shazam would have been your Superman replacement, Superman adjacent, yeah. right next to Supergirl and Batwoman, Easy. right? You got this younger team that would have worked. I. 
it honestly, this world will depend on, and I don't want to be biased here. James Gunn's world is going to be based off of who they cast for Superman and how the tone of that Superman legacy movie is, because he is the central point for who you frame around your big three, your justice league. Once you cast your Superman, you got to see who pairs with does. Uh, first of all, let me take a step back. Gal Gadot is still here from far, as far she, as you know. She's not going, she's not going anywhere. So then you got to get a Superman that pairs well with Gal Gadot and a Batman yeah. that pairs well with these three and then a flash that does the same thing. And so I don't think you really got time for Shazam and a green lantern. You got a buddy cop movie oh, that's already yeah. coming out. I don't Good think point. you got time for Shazam in any time in the near future. Maybe yeah. a side project. I I don't know. I well, what I, was that? What was there was a there was a animated Justice League movie with a mm -hmm. much more hardened Billy Batson that was in it for like two <laughs> seconds. Yeah, it was. Might have been like was it like Justice League Unlimited? Hmm. Was it one of like the animated movies? Yeah, it was one of the animated Superman movies. versus Shazam. Huh. No, it was one of the ones. It was a. It was one versus Dark Side. Like it was one of those. Oh, anyway, classic. I'll think of it. But like, and so it, he was much more hardened. He was much more grizzled. Like, right. and it was like a. Yeah, he lost um, a leg and an eye in it. Yes, that's Whoa, you're thinking of the exact, same. I, I did am. not know that. Oh yeah, yeah. we get to that last animated DC. If DC did anything right, is their fucking DC animation? Those their are animation. Yeah, they, they rarely flawless. miss. So what I was saying is like you could do something like that. There's a big battle. He shows up. That's the extent of what mm -hmm. you could do. I feel like mm -hmm. at this point, as of right now, unless something changes, as of right now, I think that's his place. Because the failures of this and what from what I've heard from Aquaman, um, it doesn't look Oof. too hot. I heard Aquaman does not has not um, screened well. And um, this you movie is not say. performing well. And I think that a big mistake that they made before they released these two movies was announcing an entirely new universe and said, these two fucking movies don't like, matter. Why should I watch? It? That's the other thing is like, I, we'll never know. But like, if I'm Zachary Levi, and I see the, the top guy be like, anyway, we're rebooting everything after the flash. It's like, what, what am I doing here then? Yeah, like, I guess like, I'm going to have I mean, to. Like, I'm not trying to, like, be, like, Zachary Levi's best friend here, but I've also been in the situation where my boss has told me, like, anyway, this project you work on, we're just going to put it in a drawer, and uh, we're not going to do anything with it. But you still need to present it, you still need to share it, and you still need to do all this stuff, and you just feel like a dead man walking. Like, that's, that's yeah. brutal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've heard. I've heard. I there are people all over the internet saying this movie wasn't terrible. I hope that they don't do the same thing they did with this that they do to Blue Beetle, because every movie up don't. until it's uh, up until someone says like this is the and this is where again, this is what? where announcing it so far in advance has its disadvantages. We need remember the comic book movie world is used to some head figure coming out and being like, this is the start. Yeah. That's We're that's at the fair. premiere. You can't see the movie yet, but when you do, remember this is the start. Well, Blue Beetle isn't even the start, right? It is the... I think I Blue Beetle after Blue Beetle. I thought that I have gotten... I think this is, again, misconfusing. This is misconfusing. This <laughs> is hard to understand. I was under the impression that Blue Beetle 
was either the prequel to the start. Like it was, it's not, it's still in their world. Like it's not, it's so far out that they have, and they have so much say in it that it is not an unofficial. It's like an unofficial official start. Which huh. Okay. I, but, man, for some reason I thought blue beetle was part of it, but I, I, that's what I'm saying, Brian, I'm with you. I thought it was a part of it too. <laughs> but the fact that we're having this type of confusion, maybe tells us our answer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, that's that's the nature of the beast. Other thoughts on Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Blue Beetle is set in its own world and it fits directly into our DCU. So go. it's kind of like the Batman. Yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like Fury Still, of the Gods, yeah, I, like world. when it when it gets on HBO Max, I love that value. It'll be like, great. It's a great oh, kid movie. Like, and it's a good family movie. Sure. You can watch Shazam and Fury of the Gods and you're going to have a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It's a, it's like a, it's a, eh, it's like a seven. Like if yeah. I got to give it a number, that was the only number in my head. I yep. was like, it's a seven out of 10. Like, like if, we don't usually rate stuff on here, but I was like, when I left, it was a seven. If I had to it's, give this it's... the Brian Roush, like, what is this? I would say it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's not bad. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. If the we're using will that eat scale, this shit up. The, the Brian, eat this shit the, up. the Brian Roush scale is this is fine. It's fine, <laughs> y'all. It was a fun ride. It was it, good. It, while it, it was like for me, it was like fine plus. Like fine it was, plus. it was fine, <laughs> and then like it had a little bit more for me, but like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> Fine plus. <laughs> fine plus. Fine plus. That's the fine plus. My new streaming service where there's no hits. It's where it's just, all just there's it, no. It's misses. just movies that just are enough, but you're not don't expect a lot. Rave about anything? Yeah. You're, you're, you're gonna turn it off and be like, be disappointed. Yeah. AKA, welcome <laughs> to Netflix. Um, <laughs> uh, gentlemen, anything else that you all would like to talk about on this week's episode? Oh, Maria, I knew it. I, I knew love it. Marcus wants to talk minute. about mom. I love you so much, Maria. It's the your minute. eyes. It's your beauty. You are just a beautiful, talented actress. And I just are you sweating that. right now? Am I sweating? No, yes. no. I'm then wet. You and I are very sweat. different. Because had I been in your shoes, been a lot of perspiration. <laughs> Brian's laughing, and it's my favorite because he was there. He's been around it. He knows. <laughs> I, I was there for that episode of your yeah. life. And, that yeah. well, you were there for me. The episode at that of age. your life. <laughs> Maybe that. You know what, Brian? That would be a fun story for me to tell on the bonus. That's a good bonus episode. That's a good, That's bonus, a good bonus episode. Subscribe story. to the Patreon. That's a good bonus. Can you all to hear to one hear episode my, we're talking about, about a Doug's life? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also want the one with the, with the car rolling backwards, too. That's also a good one. That's also a good yeah, one. That's Very good one. Um, gentlemen, anything you'd like to plug this week? Hey, thelovenerds.com. Go check it out. My <laughs> wife runs her business there. Uh, there. There's all kinds of stuff. It's a lifestyle blog. Uh, tell your friends about it. Uh, there's recipes, designs, crafts, all types of stuff. Thelovenerds.com. The Love Nerds. T H e-l-o-v-e-n-e-r-d-s dot com thank you for spelling it out yeah i got you marcus uh you want to make sure that you follow the mantra in o-a-h and what does that stand for never offended 
always humble. All right. Um, as usual, you can go buy yourself some merch. We're taking down a Valentine's Day merch as soon as I get to a laptop and got some time to do it. Um, we'll be putting up and trying some new designs, some new graphic type designs for hoodies and etc. etc. So we're gonna be uploading new designs. Keep your eye on it at myspreadshirt.com slash follow the mantra. Um, that's gonna be a wild ride. You want to be there. New music is on the way. A love album, somebody too be coming soon it's a nice little fun little light album but until then follow the mantra never offended always humble absolutely uh ladies and gentlemen the best way to support this podcast is to share the love with a friend or a family member tell us you love tell them you love us and they'll love us that's the way it works that is um us on all your podcasts please <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts leave us a review uh did I say podcast? Your podcast. Whatever you get your podcast. I am I am on another level. Yeah, um it's that drink. It it's <laughs> well, no, yeah, that's that. That's part of it. Um, the other thing is is that if you feel like you really want to support the pod, join the Patty family at patreon.com slash films of black and white. Got a bunch of tears there. We're talking about a bonus episode that will be exclusive to our Patreon members. So please go and check us out um and consider signing up. But Gentlemen, we have a three-step process to success. Brian, kick us on off with that first step. Hey, folks, it, I'm here to tell you to read a book, and it doesn't need to be a solitary activity if you don't want it to be. I'm currently reading A Court of Thorn and Roses, and uh, my wife has read the book, but I get to talk to her about it the whole time. So reading, if you want to do it alone, that's great. But you can always, always, you can always do it with somebody else. Have a little book club. Books. That's perfect. That's all you have to say. I, he said solitary and lost me, and then I started playing a card game in my head. That's, that's fine. That's why I mean, you want to read a book. Brian going to bust out a word every once in a while that you got to read a book to know. Very true. Uh, step two, drink some water. It's important to stay hydrated. Um, we're starting to get warmer. You might start going outside. You might start you know, exercising outside or doing some of that spring cleaning that you might need to do. Um, and so you need to stay hydrated to keep your body fueled, to do what you need to do in order to stay healthy. Uh, plus treat yourself to some nice water, some boss, some Fiji, go the extra mile and your body will go the extra mile for you. Drink some water. That's Marcus. a great line. Great line. Last line, wash your magic ass. Okay. I know that you can Shazam and end up in a new suit and all of a sudden you get a new nice long white cape that never gets dirty or whatever. And then the only time your suit gets burned is when a dragon burns it, I guess, or whatever the case may be. But you still smell like ass as a child. You'll still smell like ass as an adult. And so you need to wash that Shazam ass. Okay. So Get a scrub, you find your favorite soap, get a new towel. You've probably been using that same towel for a while. Go to Walmart, get a, little, get a little towel, get a little loofah. Yeah, yeah. Wash your towels. Wash your towel. Yeah. Also, throw away your towels because sometimes that smell just don't leave that towel. Yeah. Yeah. Just you need to you need to smell yourself. And sometimes the smell to you is just white noise. You can't really True. smell it. Yeah. You yeah, got so encumbered in like this a vessel of smells that you are just disgusting and you're the only one that don't know but we yeah. know and we want yeah. you to know we love you so wash your ass that's right absolutely that does us for this week's episode of films in black and white we will be back next week with another fantastic movie review uh and a bonus episode for our patreon subscribers uh, i believe we're watching dungeons and dragons aren't we brian 
Dungeons and Dragons comes out next week, so I think we're just doing news next we're week. Oh, fantastic. We got a news We're just newsing. Newsing it up. But in the meantime and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. See ya. Peace. Peace. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Jesus Christ. <laughs>